Welcome to the Geek Explore Not Off Topic Debrief. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. And here we are to talk to you about nothing in particular, but severally, or several. Particular se- things in part? I, I yes. Don't know. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> part of particular. Um, how you doing, Ben? Uh, I'm doing splendid. I'm, I'm smoking some meat today. I got that new smoker, so I'm testing it out for the first time. I got the boy manning it right now, so uh, we'll see if he's up to the task. The boy manning it. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. He's there's, at least boying it. There's a bit of dichotomy there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, all he's got to do is is open the vent if it gets too cold and close it if it gets too hot. Oh, boy. You seemed unsure of yourself when you were saying that. I, I don't know. I don't know how he's going to do. We'll see. It's rolling. It's at a nice 225. I got a couple of racks of uh, St. Louis ribs in there. And uh, in about five hours, they'll be done. Yeah. What about you? Well, I'm a little bummed I'm not going to be here in five hours, but no, I'm doing all right. I'm tired. I'm always tired. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm overworked and overstressed and I've yeah. got shit I got to do and not enough time to do it. Wham, wham, wham. Yeah, that's standard baseline adult shit. I just leave that out usually when I do my update. It's like anything above and beyond that is the shit to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I'm just, I'm always pissed at myself because it is 100% my own doing. Like for, for anything I need to do. Like, like to survive and for my family to thrive, I've got more than enough time for that. I've got so much fucking time, but it's all the stuff that I want to do. You know, all, yeah. the, all the stuff I, I love doing. All the stuff that you have to sacrifice for family. Yeah. Adult life. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, I do shows and, and take on commissions and stuff, but man, I've got, I've got one commission that I'm just really behind on and I feel terrible about. And I've just, I've had a. I don't know. Whatever. Wah. But no, um, I'm good. Hey, you know what uh, people tune into us, tune into us, uh, listen to us for? Complaining about the weather. You ready for this? We should just change the name to the uh, weather cast. Yeah. Today it's hot and rainy. Yeah, it's like the South. What the fuck? Like yeah. people actually live in this? This is what summertime is in the South. Like it's, except it's usually warmer. It's pretty warm outside. Oh no, you've been standing outside. Yeah. Maybe, maybe down the hill where I'm at. When I when I left the house, it was. Uh, I I imagine we've got a good like four degree difference. Yeah, yeah, but I mean like like Houston, for example, summertime is generally ninety five degrees. It's humid all day, and about for for about two hours in the middle of every single day, it rains. So like this is just this is normal weather for them. This is just really odd for us. I can't remember the last time it rained in June here. It's very bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I saw it was raining. I was like, ooh, this is going to be fucking nice. I'm going to step out. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yep. We- the weather's been nice uh, otherwise. I've, uh, my allergies have gone down. Like, uh, like earlier this week, I was like, all right, we should do an outside recording, like springtime episode where mm-hmm. we're outside, but now it's fucking raining. So that's, that's not going to work. Yeah. I thought about putting a pop-up up and just sitting out by the smoker, but uh, I thought about it. Like five minutes ago, so uh, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that would have been nice. Maybe we, uh, ooh, maybe we should do outside next week when we've got a guest on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. I guess in the realm of productivity, like, I had a fairly productive week. Yeah. I got, I got, I got the, uh, the metal bookmarks for the Kickstarter ordered, and uh, they're going to be fucking rad. I'm super stoked on those. They're yeah. Gonna, they're going to look really cool. And uh, the last, like, three days, I've done a shit ton of lettering. So, uh, 
Yeah. Like I like I feel like I've gotten something done. My garage is still a fucking mess. I was planning on cleaning it, but uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, important stuff first. Enjoy it while you can, because I haven't looked at it yet, and I'm just gonna shit all <laughs> over it. No. no, it's 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 John. I've got some notes, Williams. No, you've been doing you've been doing a pretty bang up job, especially for, you know, this is a se- schlub. It's, no, essentially your first your. I mean, you you did our travels and time thing back then. Yes, but like this one, you've got books and you're studying things and you're and you know you're buying fonts, proper and shit. software. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, I'm, I'm th- slowly getting the hang of it. I think. Are you having fun? I am. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah, because yeah, you, you you can't shit on it too much, or otherwise you'll be John. Do it your goddamn self. Hey, you know, I, I mean, you 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 know me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I think you could also call me John. I have to do everything for it to be done right, in my opinion, Williams. Oh, yeah, uh, it's it's hard to let go of control sometimes. Uh, yes, yes, it is. Yeah, like if all of a sudden I started enjoying framing windows on houses. And you're, and, and you're, you're, you're doing a, you're doing your, you know, pet house project. And I'm like, I'll, I got these windows and you're like, uh, 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 okay. All right. All right. You're enjoying it. I'm sure you'd have some notes for my window framing. Almost certainly. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, it sounds when we were, when oh. we were speaking before the show, oh my goodness, your eyes are wide. You're so excited. You have something you want to say, but I'm not going to let you say anything. I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> no, sorry. Go on. Uh, I have a note. Yes. Business up front. Oh, yes. Okay. I've seen some other people do this and we're going to do it real quick. We're going to do business up front just so, um, so you know where you can reach us. If you want to interact with us in case you turn off that episode, as soon as we say, thank you for listening today. Click. If you want to, uh, shoot us a line uh, about anything, you can hit us up at, uh, gmail, gmail, <laughs> uh, email at com. You can find us on the social medias, uh, Facebook, Geeksploration, the podcast page, inter- uh, 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 Instagram at Geeksploration podcast or Twitter at Geeksplore pod. You can also call us with anything you want to talk about, whether it's one of our topics or a topic you want to hear or just some uh, basic life advice, um, you can call us at 916-ORC-TURD. That is 916-O-R-C-T-U-R-D. Do it. Yeah, and if uh, you think you're going to enjoy today's show, I, got, I guess i got to change this up a little bit if it's at the beginning. Uh, you can say, if you enjoy today's show after you listen yeah, to it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, if you enjoyed today's show, uh, go uh, think about giving us a review on Podchaser or uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, We've got swag at keep at oh man with this doing this at the beginning just fucks everything. <laughs> up. Uh, we've got swag at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com and uh, we've got a Discord where we give games away every time we do one of these episodes. And this week I'm going to be giving away Popo and Yo, uh, a little delightful little indie game from times gone by. Uh, and and I may adjust how we do the giveaways because some I mean the Batman one had the most entrance we've had like it was like usually like 13 14 people and it went up to like 85 and i think we have a discord filled with bots now but uh so i may change may require like a secret password or something or i I gotta figure out how to to limit it so the people that actually listen have a better chance of winning yeah how to tell you're you're actually human 
But uh, I don't know. So in any case, I'm not going to do that yet because I haven't thought about it enough. Yeah. How do people uh, join right now? I join the... Uh... There's just a link that you could just click a link and you join the Discord. So just for joining the Discord, you... No, no. You've got to... There's a giveaways channel and you just you click a little button every oh, way to shit. enter it. Yeah. Would it, would it be enough to like have... Yeah. Say that somebody has to post in the channel like, I want to join this. Possibly. Or sign yeah, that's me what I'm up. Yeah, like we could have like a Pee-wee's Playhouse style word of the day or something. Yeah. Or I don't know. I gotta give some thought and figure out like what Discord will let me do to uh, to do that. I know there's certain ways that you can like in someone that joins has to like agree to terms or something. Or yeah. I don't fucking know. I I we're new to this. Discord whole thing. is a fucking mystery to me by and large. But uh, I don't know. I'm gonna try and do something so that anyone that actually listens has a better chance to win some of this stuff. All right, folks, that's it. Bye. Yeah. No. <laughs> See you later. Um, okay, on with the show. So did you hear that? Uh, I don't remember her name, and I don't care to uh, to look up her name, but our old uh, fart jar seller. Oh, yeah. Did, okay, did yeah. you hear her new business venture? Uh, shit jars. No, she is selling boob sweat now. Little little vials of, of tit sweat. Ew, no, that sounds too gross. I'll go, I'll go boob sweat. What's next? Boogers? If she would, th- I mean, probably. Who, who? She could probably like drool into a jar, like sell her saliva or uh, her blood. Sorry, quite slight refresher. Who the fuck is this woman? Um, She was, oh, shit, now I got to look it up. She was a reality star. I think it was like a 90 day fiance or one, one, some, some love show. So like show. a not real star. Yes, correct. A, a, um, a, I mean, she's gorgeous, but. Just a, a, a piece of shit reality star that started... Um, well, she, she like over farted herself, right? Yeah, and like she had ended up quit. in the hospital. So now she's going to like collapse from exhaustion from running on a treadmill? I mean, I don't imagine boob sweat is easy to coll- easy or comfortable to collect and involves a lot of work. Like she's just sitting in a sauna. Like that, this sounds less healthy than eating beans. <laughs> well, I mean, if she's working out, she just has to take a break every couple of minutes and, and sort of. How do you collect the boob sweat? Push like, your boobs. To, I, I hate that I have enough fat on my chest to be <laughs> to able to push together like some boobs. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, how much do you get? I have no you idea. You should have done your research before I don't bringing give this to shit. the table, John. No, the, the title is, <laughs> is all we need. I mean. The, 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 there's some articles, influence, uh, influencer who sold her fart in jars now sells breast sweat, earns, whoa, I have no idea. R S four L A K H a day. I have no idea what that it says. What? It's some weird typo over there on the left. R S four lack. Unless that's yeah. like some foreign currency. Yeah. Uh, for like Russian rubles a day or something? <laughs> I don't know, I but, no idea. but at least you know I wasn't stroking out while I was trying to say like $4,000. <laughs> uh, yeah, woman hospitalized for selling jars of farts now sells boob sweat instead. Yeah. Maybe when she collapses and dies, they can just sell off her various body parts to all the internet perverts. Yeah, her name is Stephanie Maddow. And I'm not seeing the the show she was on, so let's just call her a social media influencer and YouTuber, because that's what other people are calling her now. Sure. I mean, good for her. 
If, yeah, again, once again. If people would buy my boob sweat, I would f- sell it too. I fucking, whatever. Like, I know, I'm, we, I'm not using it. We started jarredfarts.com too late. Now everyone wants boob sweat. I mean, you, you can pivot. Amazon doesn't just sell books anymore. <laughs> Is that what Amazon started as? Yeah. It was like an online bookseller. Wow. I never even thought of that. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, they went from selling books online. I remember like the big thing is like, oh no, they're going to put Borders and Barnes and Noble out of business. And I mean, they succeeded in half of that. Yeah, they sure did. I'm, I'm surprised that Barnes and Noble, like what made Barnes and Noble so different that it survived and Borders did? Oh, absolutely nothing. I think just one of them had to die and it was like a war of attrition. Like, okay, good. Borders just died. Now we've got a little bit more market share. We can hang on a little longer. I don't don't think there was anything significantly different. I mean, one of them maybe had slightly better financials, less debt. But as far as like their business model, there was no difference between those two stores at all. Books and coffee and lazy teenagers just sitting around reading the books. Yeah, lazy teenagers working there. That was the job that taught me. Oh, yeah. That's if fair. you work in retail and you walk around quickly, everyone thinks you're busy doing something and you can just walk around the store and do nothing all day long. Yeah. Fucking great. Yeah, I remember realizing that at the restaurant that if that if I had a face on that looked like I was thinking about something and and you know walking briskly. Yeah, you don't saunter around the store when you're fucking off. No. You you speed walk yeah and if you have to turn it on a little extra you say something to yourself and sort of look in a direction for a yep. second uh <laughs> oh yeah 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 yep. uh, there it is God, once for damn it. episode. <laughs> I, have a ti- I have a timer set i even meant to put it on silent <laughs> oh man um, I guess speaking of bodily fluids and uh, things you can buy. Hey, we're back to segway. Yeah, this is a pretty loose one. Uh, Winnie the Pooh has gone uh, public domain. Not, not the Disney version, but the original book version. And immediately some enterprising young uh, horror movie enthusiasts have jumped on this and are, pre- and are almost done shooting a movie called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, where Winnie the Pooh and Piglet are uh murderers and go around killing people and i love that you know i'd seen the headlines i didn't read any articles so i didn't know i didn't know why or how it was happening but the fact that it's going public domain i think that's fucking awesome i know disney's pissed oh and i'm so happy they're almost certainly going to try and stop them i would think because they have interest in the the winnie the pooh name but as long as they use the likenesses and characters from the book series, yeah. I mean, if Disney can use them, why can't they? You know, I mean, fuck. Disney made its nut on appropriating public domain properties. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, fuck yourself, Disney. Right now, we could we could make a Thor comic book just as long as it didn't look like Marvel's Thor. Like, he's yeah, 100% absolutely. public domain. I mean, Sherlock Holmes, I think Tarzan. Yeah, and, oh yeah. Like, the Jungle Book? Maybe even Conan at this No. Oh, wait. Yes. I think some Conan sto- stories are. Um, and then there, there's a company called Ablaze that, that, is, uh, that is publishing Conan comic books under the name The Sumerian. Because I think Marvel may still have some sort of claim to the, to the name Conan. Like, for, like Conan for a title. the Barbarian, Yeah, maybe. something like that. Yeah. 
that shit's going to start happening. I mean, it was going to happen in like the 80s and Disney lobbied hard and got fucking copyrights pushed way the fuck out. Yeah. Um, but eventually Mickey Mouse is going to go public domain. Like they've fought it every time. I mean, are they going to, I'm, I'm sure they're going to push for like copyrights in perpetuity. Yeah. Or they'll just buy the American government. They're like, all right, it's yeah. now the United States of Disneyland. Eat shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I don't, I'm going to, I'd like to see this movie. Like, uh, it, like they had to make them look distinct. Like they're not allowed to do like the red shirt, no pants Disney version of Winnie the Pooh. So they, they made him look a little more boorish in the pictures I saw and, uh, or, um, or the piglet. piglet looks more boorish yeah. and then Winnie the Pooh's, um, uh, pretty horrifying looking. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's like, basically it's dudes in rubber masks. I mean, this is a yeah. very low budget horror movie, but, uh, it's like a low budget horror comedy, that kind of thing, Okay, which I fucking love those yeah. shitty little B movies that are funny and they know what they are like shit, like Velocipaster where like, it knows what it is. It knows what it's working with. And it's funny or, or Karis hell. What was the, uh, what was the robo, uh, a robo vampire. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch that. Um, yeah. When this comes out, we have to do an episode on it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I, I think, I think that's important. I, I want all of Disney's properties to eventually turn into cheesy, uh, smutty horror movies. <laughs> I, I want that to be Disney's legacy. Yeah. Sons of bitches. <laughs> Yeah, it it is nice to see somebody doing something to piss Disney off where they have no legal recourse. Yeah, not that Disney's not going to take some legal recourse. I mean, if Disney sues you, even if they don't really have any standing, it can cost you a lot of fucking money. So hopefully they guys guys don't get completely fucked cuz just because you are in the right does not mean that Disney can't drive you into bankruptcy. Yeah, still, that's true. It's it's assholes. like uh like in Silicon Valley, the f- fucking asshole gavin belson of the show like you know he he goes to to some pretty expensive lengths to fuck the little guy when uh yeah. when when he feels uh vindictive when when in reality i mean unless these guys just had way too much pride like disney could just go to them and be like give you a million dollars give us that movie and sign this saying you're not going to make another one yeah yeah they could probably do it for like 50 grand honestly we should find out what's coming up next and just make like a raunchy uh, porno or something, something that Disney would really hate. And uh, just hope that they offer us a million dollars to go away. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad plan. <laughs> I mean, is the Winnie the Pooh well already dried up? We can just find something different to do with Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. I mean, I, and I can see, I mean, thankfully, Winnie the Pooh is not like a big Disney property yeah. anymore. It's not The Little Mermaid. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I mean, that's public domain now. I mean, it's Hans Christian Andersen. I mean, yeah. shit, that's been actually probably he's, he's most of their dead stuff for over is. a century. Yeah, Snow White, uh, Aladdin, Cinderella, Beauty yeah. and the Beast, all that shit. You just can't use their their you know their versions of it. You can't lose use a big blue genie. Yeah. So why is it that is it just because Winnie the Pooh doesn't really exist in a in a popular form outside of Disney? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's not as, I mean, I guess that's the same thing with a lot of these, like Arabian Nights. Like, I mean, sure, it's a book. Yeah. But, you know, not that many people have read it, but everyone's seen Aladdin. Hmm. So I don't know. I, I mean, I think part of it's just the idea that it's coming, that it's just becoming public domain. So, you know, you can grab some headlines with, with the movie and actually get some press on it if you made like a, you know, the thousand and one 
sexy, gory Arabian nights. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if, if people would give a shit. Yeah. And may, maybe like, uh, maybe even subconsciously, you know, or the public subconscious, like we know that the little mermaid exists in other forms outside of Disney, you know, like there are, there are other people who have made animated movies involving, you know, little mermaid type stories or yeah. like growing up, like we knew, we knew that these were tales before Disney, but with like Winnie the Pooh, it's so like yeah, it's Disney very, specific. Yeah. They, 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 they made it as big as it is. Cause I mean, I remember having a couple of the original Winnie the Pooh books when I was a kid, but like, if you'd ask me, I would have thought they were Disney books. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. In any case, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. On the topic of uh, Disney character revivals, so there's a new Rescue Rangers movie. <laughs> yes, I have seen the trailer for you it. You did see the trailer. What do you think of the trailer? Uh, that I didn't need to watch it. Interesting, because I was just like, new Rescue Rangers movie, one of them's fucking CGI for some reason. What the fuck is this? Get out of my it face. It seemed really meta. Yeah. Well, the, the, girls, the girls wanted to watch it, and I was like, I have no interest at all in Rescue Rangers. The cartoon was okay back then. Oh, but I loved the cartoon. I watched yeah. the shit out of it with Monterey Jack and Gadget. Yeah. And yes. a fly whose name I don't remember. Oh, I just watched the movie. and it, I'm sure yeah. it's something, you know, like wow. Buzz. Yeah, or... something like that. It, it is one, like a one-syllable name. I don't remember yeah. anymore. Um, but I watched the trailer, and all of a sudden I was in. Oh, like really? I loved the meta aspect of it and like seeing that, you know, Dale got like a, uh, a CGI upgrade, you know, like, like it, it, it was kind of like plastic surgery, you know, and, and it's like they exist in the world where they were celebrities when they when they were on this cartoon show. Um, so I decided to watch it with the family and it was so much more like Roger Rabbit than I ever would have thought in a good way. Interesting. So, yeah. so is it a good movie? Mostly. Yes. I think my, <laughs> yes. Yeah. My note says new rescue Rangers was mostly good. Interesting. Okay. I think it falls apart in the, in the last act. It's honestly, I think that's Disney's new shtick. Yeah. Everything falls apart in the end. Like I, I can't remember the last thing that they had that ended strong. Yeah. Like everything, like you get to the end and you're like, and it, it just, it yeah. just shits the bed. I, it's really confusing to me. Yeah, it's it's like they're they're more interested in ending it than ending it well. Because like the the movie up until the end was so cleverly written, like it was well written. The jokes were good. Like I said, it was very much a Roger Rabbit movie where like cartoons and people exist in the same space. Yeah, but they the, it was like a, it was like an updated Roger Rabbit, you know, into the modern world, and it was really really good. I was enjoying the shit out of it, and then by the end, it just turns into typical schlock you know like, like more like like sonic the hedgehog by the end whereas like the first two-thirds of the movie were were they were really well written and i and i really enjoyed it so i still would recommend this interesting um it's just got it's got a very typical predictable whatever and a disney ending yeah but i was surprised at, at how how good it was and you know um john mulaney and andy samberg is chip and dale like Okay. Great voices on there. Yeah. Seth Rogen's in it. Shit. I don't know what it is, but it feels like it's been like a month since we did one of these. I don't know if it was just a crazy, busy, packed two weeks, but like I was looking at my notes. I was like, how fucking long ago did I write this? Like this, this seems <laughs> like forever ago when all of this happened. I, I don't even remember it. So I think I've just, I don't know, went out of town last weekend, but I think it's just, uh, it's been a busy 
couple of weeks. But yeah, new rescue rangers. Interesting. Well, maybe, maybe I'll check it out. I saw it on there and just like I no, I, I it just felt like it seemed really meta, and I I don't know. I guess Disney do, trying to do something meta and self referential. I was my I guess my thought was that it would probably come off more um, not disingenuous, but just kind of not uh just hollow and cheap yes yes exactly that very disney yeah so <laughs> you know i just it wasn't uh wasn't high on my radar and i got uh i guess speaking of things i haven't watched fucking there's all kinds of shit coming out right now that uh i was gonna that i'm gonna watch before that yeah real quick knowing all the stuff you have to watch you don't have to make time for rescue rangers <laughs> yeah you've got a you've got a lot of stuff to watch that is better than that yeah like i haven't watched stranger things yet yeah and uh and the boys Season three is out now, and I haven't started watching that yet either. So uh, those are going to take priority. Yeah, over Chip and fucking Dale. Well, I don't, I don't know for certain, but I think the boys is doing the uh, doing the weekly model. I think that's what they did that's last what they time. Did last time, yeah. Okay. So I believe that. I think Netflix are. is the only one that's holding on to the to the bingeable model for now. And like with Stranger Things, we finally got around to watching. We've watched like the first four episodes, I believe, of six. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, and um, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, it's a good. lot. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like yeah. it. It is. It's good. Where is it on, in the uh, the the pecking order so far? Okay, so before season four, I would go season one's the best, then season three, then two. I really enjoyed two was, but I hardly even remember it, and I don't care to remember it. Um, I remember Samwise Ganges got eaten by a oh, evil yeah. dog. That's about it. Wasn't season two, wasn't it? I think wow. so. Yeah. 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 All all I remember from season two is now that, but also that one episode when Eleven went and hung out with like six or seven or whatever for an episode oh. and turned into a punk. Yes. And and they did and it, some like heist or something and she had her hair slicked back and had eye makeup. It was really, really stupid and, and didn't they dress up as the Ghostbusters in that one? I think they just had to get that in, in that there. season. Like, yeah. Like, like how, you know, how did we not have these guys dress up as the ghostbusters <laughs> in the last one? Yeah. Um, this, this season, I think, ugh, see, I really enjoyed three. I've talked to a lot of people who did not. You're, I think you might be one of them. It was okay. It was better than two, but yeah, it, it did not. It, it brought me back in. Like I thought I was going to not give a shit at all. And so it was better than I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. but, um, it wasn't that great. It was still wasn't nearly as good as one. Okay. I, I really enjoyed season three for whatever reason. I was super into it. I think this one is tracking with season three. It's very different. Good. It's I'm very, it's different. very different. And like, let's say it's pulling tropes from a, from a different source. And I won't say what it is because I don't look like at it, It's something that would ruin it for me. If okay. somebody said, yeah. oh yeah, it's pulling very much from, you know, this and this. I'd be like, you motherfucker, how dare you put my mindset in there before I see it? So it's pulling from, from some different sources and I'm very much into it. And it, it's fucking, it's dialed up the, the, uh, the creep and like gore factor. I mean, maybe, maybe not gore, but I mean, it's just, it's very visceral and it's very, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm, Good. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. And so what I heard was that, you know, this first part is six episodes and then next month, I believe in July, uh, we will get the second part. And that I heard is going to be two episodes, but one of them is going to be like two and a half hours long. This is just what I heard. I don't know. What? Why not just break it into more episodes? <laughs> I don't I know. Sit there and w- I'm not going to sit there and watch it for two and a half hours. 
Why not? I will. I totally will. Because all of these episodes in the first season are averaging at like an hour 15. Cool. Yeah. I think when we talked about this before, they were spending something like $30 million per episode. Can you see where that budget's going? Because I was curious what they were spending that much money on. That's a big budget, but I would I would say... It's probably an average, too. So there might be like, you know, super CGI, upside down, crazy monster fight at the end that spent yeah. half the budget, for all I know. There are a couple CGI parts that don't look great, but I think... I don't know. There's not a whole ton of CGI. I don't know if I'm seeing 30 million, but I don't know how much of that is on the kids' fucking contracts, you know, to get them all to come back. That's true. Which, by the way, they ain't kids anymore, and it's kind of off-putting sometimes. Are they supposed to be kids, or is this like, hey, we grew up a little bit. Let's go to our 10-year high school reunion. <laughs> no, no. They, I mean, they're, they're just starting high school. Oh, really? Oh, come on, guys. Yeah, like, like they're probably like two years behind what they are in reality. Really? Aren't they in the... I, I was figuring they were in their, like, early 20s or something because i doubt no. they were as young as they were supposed to be in the original no millie bobby brown just turned 18 i believe um i'm not sure about Will, finn wolfhard and i don't know how much they shot like pre-pandemic or anything because finn wolfhard's voice is higher than it was in ghostbusters like it, it, it sounds like his voice hasn't come down yet so i don't oh, know what their shooting schedule was like but i i know like the girl who plays max is like 20 in real life I saw her on a, on a, on a late night interview. Well, that's the tough thing with kids is like, you never know where that's going to go. Cause you could have a Tom Holland where you look like a teenager till you're 50. Or a Tobey Maguire where you uh, look like you're 50 when you're 26. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't know where that's going to go when you start the show. So, uh, one of them might have to shave every, before every shoot. <laughs> okay. So looking it up here, it looks like the, uh, the first part is seven episodes and the second part is two episodes so there's nine episodes total it's nice to have a more than six episodes like I, th I feel like i've gotten so used to things with like six to eight episodes in a what season what is it usually for stranger things i thought it was usually like 10 yeah no i, I think nine's okay. about right but it's just it's been four years like the yeah. streaming landscape yeah. has changed a has lot it since been then. that long i think so yeah holy fucking shit wow like things have changed like with, uh, I, I guess, the next, sh the, you know, the, the show I did spend time watching, Obi-Wan. Never heard of it. And uh, it only has, like, six episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that seems to be, uh, like, that's like the new Disney standard, it seems like. Yeah. Is to put out shows with, like, five to six episodes. See, and it's, it's tough, because, like, I mean, I think, I think eight's just fine, but I feel like back when, when, they were when Netflix was doing the Marvel shows, they would go for, like, 12 episodes, I want to say, like, 12 or 13. And it seemed like there was always like two or three episodes that just didn't need to be there. Yes. And, and it was like, okay, why not just do a tight eight or 10? Because well, they were coming off of the, the idea that you'd do 22. Yeah. You know, and like, so there, I think people, people were expecting that. I, I don't think that really changed until Game of Thrones came around and was like, yeah, these are big fucking productions, guys. You're getting like eight. Yeah. Deal with it. And people were like, yes. Yes, Master HBO, we okay. will. We will you, deal with that. Whatever you'll give me. Please, sir, may I have some more? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. We, we need to talk Obi-Wan, but we, since we're going to be spoiling the shit out of it, should we 
Yeah, do it at the end of the episode. Yeah, we're going to move that section that we just talked about to the end. So. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain. We just spoke yeah. about it for like 15 minutes. Yep, and so we're going to zap that forward. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there you go. So I experienced something last night that I want to talk about. The first wet dream since your teenage years. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually had a proper wet dream. Like like where I've woken up with with soiled pants. I don't think it's ever happened. It's probably that Mormon upbringing. <laughs> um, it's those magic underpants. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't allowed to wear them. Um, no, but uh, so Angelina just set the stage. Angelina several days ago was just like, oh, I got something for us to do on Saturday night, but I'm not going to tell you. Basically, she just kept it a secret. I don't like secrets. I don't like surprises anymore, especially if it's going to take up a Saturday night. For me, I'm like, man, what if the thing she wants to do really sucks? I'm going to be pissed that I wasn't able to weigh in on it, and now I'm just stuck doing it. And, and I feel like, like my will has been taken away, and I don't like that. I don't like people telling me what to do. Um, so we went to the, uh, to the Performing Arts Community Center in Sacramento last night. And by the time we got there, I could tell it was something to do with superheroes. With performing arts and community. Well, there, I knew it wasn't a musical because I was giving Angelina shit. I'm like, if it's a musical, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Like, I do not want, I, I don't like, I don't like stage musicals. <laughs> that would be a dick move to frame something that she knows you don't want to go to as a surprise for you instead of so then she doesn't have to talk you into going it's possible that would be straight up nefarious god god bless her you know like sometimes like if i've got a preference on something somehow it just like the idea that i have a preference stays in her head but the opposite of the preference is what she remembers he's gonna be so excited to see star girl the musical <laughs> yeah so i started thinking okay maybe it's like like you know something batman themed because it was for me and ella you know so i was like or oh, ninja turtles i don't know but um we managed to keep it a secret until it started oh wow yeah like i had a program like in my lap but i was refusing to look i just saw i just saw there were a bunch of people with like superhero t-shirts and i could see that it was like an orchestral concert so it wasn't it wasn't a stage play it was like you know like a symphonic uh, production yeah and have you ever been to something like that where it's just music being played by by in this case the sacramento philharmonic orchestra yeah. i went and saw the uh the vienna philharmonic when i was there because it's like a big thing they do well, oh yeah i fell asleep oh shit <laughs> and he's got like a picture of me like snoring <laughs> in the middle of the performance i think i would have too if it was just like straight up classical pieces but i think it was mostly mozart because i think he was from vienna I'd believe it. Any case, it was fine. Like it was enjoyable. I was just tired, and uh, it did not keep me awake. <laughs> well, this was a superhero-themed orchestral concert. Oh, fun! It was pretty good. They opened up with uh, with John Williams, like summoning the heroes. I think it was called. Like I'd never heard the song before, but it sounded very John Williams. Um, they, they played pieces from, they did the Captain America theme by, uh, by Alan Silvestri and the Avengers theme. Um, they did an X-Men one that I didn't recognize the theme, but it was fucking gorgeous. So I take it it wasn't the, uh, 90s animated intro. No, I was, I was like, oh shit, so are they gonna fucking do? fucking cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen, there's a, um, there's a, a YouTuber, oh fuck, I can't remember her name, 
but she does um she does all cello renditions oh, yes. of, of yeah, the, uh, yeah i know you're talking about yeah um and she did x-men it's pretty fucking good and she'll just multi-track herself and do it and have video um but they did a piece from uh from fantastic four rise of the silver surfer that was beautiful and again i didn't recognize that one either but it was really good and i think that one and x-men 2 was or x-men was uh john ottman i believe so were they all like movie scores then yes yeah and they they did they did some classics they did uh lone ranger which like oh, seeing cool. them actually do like the like it was it was pretty cool like that that must have been difficult they did um the old errol flynn Ro- uh, robin hood and uh just before intermission they did the fucking rocketeer nice it was, it was really really good number one question did they i'll do- get to it okay good <laughs> well i'm sitting here thinking like okay where where are the big ones because like maybe they're just too expensive to 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 you know get the music for it because from what i from what i understand from angelina you have to buy the music from them and then that gives you the right to perform it oh yeah um, i guess because you're charging yeah since yeah. you're making money yeah like that's how that's their business model like you can't just like license a piece and then um or i don't know maybe you can but yeah, so we come back and uh, and they did Batman, the '89 Batman. Yeah, it was not great. Oh, and I think it's more in the the person who who did the arrangement um, for the for the music. There were a couple parts that were like cropped a little bit, like like you know like like when it like before the last build up when it's got that like. Nah, 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 nah. It was shortened a little bit. Like I know this song very, very yeah. well. Like I, I, I trust myself to the. So it, it just it wasn't it wasn't perfect. But right after that, they went into Danny Elfman's uh, Spider Man theme. Oh, okay, they fucking killed it. It was so good. If they wanted to do a shorter Batman, they should have just done the animated series theme. Yes, yeah. I mean that would have been cool. Because yeah, because that's iconic as fuck. Also, you know, I think it was. I don't. I think like Danny Elfman had a hand in it but he wasn't it wasn't actually him that wrote no he did it i thought i had like some lady's name no he did it but then but then um the later themes that they made and the the uh the composition for the episodes was shirley walker okay okay yeah yeah, the main theme was daniel yeah yeah Yeah. because it is like the 89 batman theme yeah but uh shortened and fantastic yeah it is so good so at the end of the concert, sorry for this long ass story. I was going to make it quick, but I, I don't do that. I tell long <laughs> stories. I feel kind of like a Kevin Smith in that where, where it's just like, oh shit, here he goes. He's going to be talking for a while. They're like, okay, we're going to end with a suite of Superman songs. We're just like, fuck yeah. Oh, they also, sorry. They also did the Incredibles theme, which was fucking great by Michael Giacchino. I can't think of it off the top of my head of what that sounds like. But, very, uh, very yeah. jazzy. You know, very, very 60s sounding. Cool. It, yeah, it was, it was so good. But he's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to end with, uh, we're going to do the Superman love theme by John Williams. You know, the Can You Read My Mind? And uh, the, the Man of Steel by, uh, by Hans Zimmer. I was like, okay. So they do the love theme, man. It was fucking emotional for me. Like, I'm, I, got, I, got a little, I got a little missy. Like, there was one part, I can't remember exactly what part it was where they, where they hit it perfectly. And I just like my hand went to my chest and I like leaned back in my seat. I was just like, this is so fucking gorgeous to see this live. And it gave me a, a new appreciation for the, for the Hans Zimmer, um, Superman theme. It was, they did, they did a great job and it was really, really good. Like hearing that isolated 
it's a really good theme. It's not it's not the John Williams theme, but it's it's something else that's you know way different. They didn't have as many percussionists, so like the like the like that that was a little understated. But I mean, they did a great job. I mean, Hans Zimmer gets a lot of work. Yeah, he's not a small name in the movie scoring business. He also has like you know how like writers would have like ghost writers or or like you know. Jerry Siegel or Bob Kane would have ghost artists back in the day. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of people working under the Hans Zimmer name from what uh. I, from what I hear. Um, like he'll come up with like, you know, main ideas and then they'll sort of do the arrangement, yeah, flesh it out. And then we clap. He has the orchestra stand up. Conductor walks off stage. And I was like, mother fuck. Angelina the whole time is like, they're kind of close with this. I'm like, I know they will, but he's fucking scaring me. So as we're still cheering, he walks back out and then he's like, he's like, of course, and I'm like, here we go. The conductor was a ham too. He was fucking entertaining. And they just launch right into that Superman theme to close the show. And I'm, I'm not joking one bit. I'm getting goosebumps and getting misty just thinking about it. Like they fucking crushed it. It was spot on. It was amazing. It was like that that really did make me misty. Like I didn't have tears falling, but it was, it was an emotional experience for me. Holy shit. I'm so glad I got to go see that and to see them perform it live. And like, like I was saying with the Danny Elfman song, it's music that I know really well. I've listened to over and over again. I know all the little, the little background hits, you know, for, for like a, for a flute or, or a little string hit, you know, in in the background of, of a Superman uh, song. And I've seen, or, you know, I've seen video of, of smaller orchestras performing that and not doing a good job. So, like, I understand that it's difficult and that, and that it is possible to do that and not do it perfectly. But they just, they fucking hit every little bit. Like, it was, it was gorgeous. It was, I mean, it was, it was fantastic. I was. Nice. Yeah. Would you be shocked if I told you that up in the, uh, the lower balcony where we were, there were just some motherfuckers just fucking talking <laughs> and pulling out their fucking cell phones. They didn't. They didn't like take them away or anything, or like, or they, like there was there no there was there like a no cell phone policy at least. I mean, in the beginning, they made an announcement saying that you know no recording, no pictures. These fucking people two rows in front of us in the first half were just like looking stuff up on the phone and like showing their, their, their boyfriend, you know, whatever, whatever it was that they were doing. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Why is this happening? People fucking talking full volume. So after the second half, cause there was a decent amount of empty seats. We moved up a couple of rows and there was, there was a couple, you know, like several seats away from us that this dude just had like a lot of bass in his voice and he was not cutting off his voice box when he was talking. And it was during the love theme for Superman towards the end when, when that was happening. And like at, at the end of the love theme, like uh, listeners won't be able to tell what I'm doing, but I just sort of leaned forward and like my eyes wide, just stared <laughs> for entirely too long. And I'm pretty sure the, the woman he was talking to saw me like I, I, it was hard for me to see cause I've got terrible dark vision, but I think she was looking at me and I just like stared daggers and, and they didn't talk again. Angelina said that that she was prepared if he started up during the uh, the last Superman song that she was going to go over there and shush him like she was going to walk right up to him because she's like, I know how important this is to him. <laughs> and she's she spent a she spent a good chunk of money to take us to that. So, yeah, well, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Woo. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, that was great. I, I, I recommend people doing that if they ever get the opportunity. Yeah. When I went and saw Tom Segura, they said, like, if we see your phone, we're confiscating it. I was really hoping to, to see someone get their phone confiscated, yeah. but I did not. Oh. Everyone was pretty good about it. All right. What do you have to talk about? I've been talking forever. Um, not much else. Deaths? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and go into because uh, I've got a like a thing I can pull off the end of deaths Ooh. to bring it back up a hair. <laughs> um, so we had two deaths that I that I saw. Um, well, I guess. And if anyone else you know died in the last two weeks, fuck them. Yeah, They're I mean, not I, important I guess enough. <laughs> maybe there was three because there was there was Fred oh, Ward, but I I don't I don't know. He was he was always just another guy there, you know. Like he was great, but I don't I I don't know his stuff well enough. But we had Ray Liotta, of course. Oh, yeah. Ray Liotta did uh, buy the farm, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. 67 died in his sleep. Um, as far as I know, there was no foul play. I mean, he was he was in a different country shooting a movie. So that sucks. I mean, he's he's great and fucking good fellas. And uh, as Johnny Depp's dad and blow Tommy Versetti and GTA. Oh, that's like shit. His, of course. That, that's I mean. He's in lots of stuff. He's usually yelling. He's angry a lot. Uh, yeah. But uh, it, him as Tommy Versace, like it was the first voiced GTA character. Yeah. And, uh, and they picked the right guy for it. Yeah. He's, he's got a very distinctive voice and personality. Yeah. And he does what he do, did what he did very, very well. You know, like in, in uh, another standout performance for me was in uh, Copland. You yeah. Know, as being, being a years. Yeah. The one on the outside. Copland is such a good fucking movie. Oh my goodness. We need to do an episode. No, wait, never mind. We don't need to do an episode on it. It's a terrible name. Yes. Like the name, like you're like Copland. That sounds like a dumb movie. Yeah, but it's got Sly Stallone. Wait, what am I doing talking about Copland when we're talking about <laughs> Ray Liotta? I'm like, all right, let's get into Copland here. No, it's a great movie. James Mangold, who's uh, doing the new uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, there you go. And then we also had a death uh, in... The Depeche Mode crew, uh, Andy Fletcher, who was the third, the third member of Depeche Mode, you know, who like, no one was ever really sure what he was doing or if like, or, or if, or if his keyboard on stage was actually plugged in. Like it was really, really funny. Yeah. Like he's always been with the group. Like even back when, um, Alan Wilder was, was doing all the synth for, for the band for like all of their albums up until, um, Ultra in the in the late 90s and like he he was you know the synth man for depeche mode like um but andy fletcher was always there and it was he just kind of looked like their buddy who was who was hanging out as it turns out like he was very business savvy he was also uh instrumental in like the interpersonal uh um conflicts you know or that like he would he was like the go-between with very big personalities you know like he was he was the man who sort of held them together because like Dave Gahan with, with singing and, um, and his wild onstage performances. And then Martin Gore with, uh, writing, you know, so much of the music and all of the lyrics and, um, you know, like Andy Fletcher was sort of the man that kept them all together. When I saw Depeche Mode live, like he'd sit there with like his legs, just like spread out super wide, standing at a keyboard. And like every once in a while, he'd just sort of like hit a note on the keyboard very dramatically. <laughs> and a lot of the times he'd just be like sitting there, like clapping his hands over his head, like with the beat. And they're like, what are you actually doing here? <laughs> Maybe uh, he's like the onstage manager, essentially. Like, yeah. He just gets to be in the band and handle all the shit for him, you know, so they keep him around. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Well, and, and, and apparently like everybody in the band says like the band would have broken up 
years and years ago if it weren't for him. Yeah, yeah. like well, that's something I guess. And like people called him like Uncle Andy or uh, or Fletch. And um, so it seems like there's there's a lot of love pouring out from the music community for him. I would have wouldn't have recognized his name if I had to. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a uh, a Depeche Mode guy. No, no. It's Depeche Mode for for a time in my life was my favorite band. I I believe I listened to a lot of Depeche Mode when I was younger. Um. So R.I.P. to these legends. I agree. May may their may the the wind. In their sails, the push them to the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> may they may they sail through that desert of the afterlife and not fall off and turn into a stone person. <laughs> um, so I guess in uh, news from beyond the grave, that's a little more interesting, or a little more. Uh, Sorry for boring you, know, you. A little more jovial. Oh, okay. I just learned today, and I haven't seen it yet because I like literally learned it like an hour before we got on to record this. Netflix just released a final Norm MacDonald comedy special that he recorded in his living room before going in for one of his main, his big cancer procedures in case he didn't make it out. It was the last, it was the last like comedy set that he'd been working on and he was concerned that he wouldn't get to perform it. And he never did because COVID was going on too. And so he recorded it like end of 2020 Recorded 55 minutes, just, you know, sitting in his living room with a microphone in front of his, the computer's camera. Is that what it is? That's what it is. Yeah. Oh. And, and then, and then I guess after that, like, you know, the one on Netflix has, I think the 30 minutes after it, where it's got a whole bunch of comedians and friends of his talking about him essentially. But it, you know, it's like a final posthumous comedy special that I didn't even know existed from Norm MacDonald that just came out on Netflix. And I am super stoked to give it a watch. Yeah, I forgot. I'd heard that, that 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 existed, but I didn't know any details about it at all. Just that that it was a thing. Yeah, it's called nothing special. Oh, which uh, is bullshit. It's very special. Yeah, and but it, but it's also <laughs> appropriate for what Norm Macdonald would have thought about himself. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and and he could be kind of edgy normally. So, uh, you know, in his final "I'm about to die" comedy special, uh, I can't imagine he. You know, I don't know. Like maybe he didn't hold any punches, or maybe he was feeling his mortality. Like I don't know what it's going to be like, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it because he is, uh, or he was a very very funny man. I absolutely love his comedy, and so getting a little bonus kernel is great. And it's not like you know, and it's actually it was you know a new bit. It wasn't. It's not like you know the like a new Beatles album where they took uh, sixteen bits of songs that uh, weren't good enough at the time and stitch them together so that people would buy another Beatles album. Kind yeah, of they've done a little bit of that with Queen. But yeah. every time they do that, I still enjoy it. Yeah. But, but still, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, this, this was a thing from the man himself, as intended. So uh, I, I'm, I'm stoked to give that a look. All right. Uh, what do you say, recommendations? Yes. For my recommendation, I would like people to... Go back and, uh, and kiss your mother. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Go tell her that she did a good job tell, and you love her, you son of a bitch. Yeah, tell when was the last time you called? <laughs> That's actually strangely appropriate <laughs> because I'm going to recommend a TV series that I like background binged um, over the last two, three weeks, which it, it's in research for an episode coming in October. Uh, oh. I watched the entire five season <laughs> run of Bates Motel. 
Oh, you finished the fifth season. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, like it's not perfect. There's, there's some stuff in there that isn't great, but overall the show's really good in my opinion. And I'm, I'm a big psycho fan. You know, that I was doing research for our, our episode in October. We're going to do an episode on the, uh, the psycho series. So I've listened to the book. I'm, I'm listening to the second book right now. I've, you know, I've seen all the movies, but I'm going to go watch them again. I'm really excited for this episode. This is the most reason. I mean, the most time spent researching an episode yeah, right? by far. I think, I think I watched the first two episodes of Bates Motel. Okay. Back when they were new or newish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember enjoying it, but I, I didn't get any further than that. Yeah. I had seen the first season and maybe started the second one back, back when it was, uh, yeah, when it was newish. Yeah. I didn't keep up with it. And I was like, okay, if this is what it is, like, that's fine. You know, it, it started out kind of like a, a Smallville for, uh, for yeah. Norman Bates and for Psycho. And I was like, all right. But I mean, to be honest, it doesn't take them five seasons to make Norman Bates, you know, like crazy man, Norman Bates. Like, I think they, they paced it very well, but it's, it's not, it's not too far in before, you know, like, you know, there's very serious things happening and it it's not played cheese ball ever. And, uh, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but I, but I mean, like being a big psycho fan, like, I think they did a pretty damn good job. They show you a lot more of the psychology of what's happening. And, and that's, what's fascinating. Like, it's not just a schlocky murder. I'm dressed up as mother. Like you watch Norman Bates, like over, over the, the, the span of the five seasons, like devolve into that. Huh. So was the fifth, um, last time we talked, you were, you'd finished the fourth season and we're really happy with where it ended and you weren't sure if the fifth season was going to be worth it. Was it worth it? It was. Oh, good. Yeah. The it's fourth season ended, like the way the fourth season ended would have led perfectly into the movies. So like you said, I was scared and you made a comment about them jumping the shark, which for a second, I thought they were, but the way they did it was very well written. Okay. So the fifth season was totally worth it. Good. Check that out. Yeah. So everyone, that's your heads up. Do your research. Watch that show before October because I'm going to be spoiling the fuck out of that show. Ten episode seasons. So my recommendation is also a television show, surprisingly enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know that this was a thing. Like I didn't know it was coming around, but I was, you know, on Amazon Prime and saw like a big banner at the top that said Kids in the Hall. Mm. I was like, I love Kids in the Hall. I like, I watched the ever-loving shit out of that show when I was a kid. Uh, it was one of my top sketch comedy shows, for sure. Fair. And I was like, oh, cool. They got Kids in the Hall now. And then I looked at it and it said season one, 2022. And I was like, wait, did they make a new Kids in the Hall? And uh, clicked on it. That's exactly what they did. It was fucking hilarious. I was blown away. I, I like. I was a little, you know, they're old as fuck now, mm-hmm. and I was a little worried that, uh, you know, it, these re, you know resurgence things don't always go that well. Holy fuck, they still got it. I watched the first four episodes in one sitting, and numerous times, like my stomach was hurting because I was laughing so hard. I had to dab tears from my eyes on a couple different occasions. The only way to make. The robot Ben, <laughs> Ben Robotson, uh, yeah. cry. It was fucking fantastic. Not all the sketches hit. I mean, you know, some of them were super funny. Some of them were moderately funny. There was a couple where you just got, like the original. Yeah. 
you know, they're not all going to be winners. But it comes out of the gate swinging. It is absolutely... If you if you were a fan of Kids in the Hall, I'd be confident in saying that you'd enjoy this because it is the same kind of comedy. It's updated a little bit. It's on, it's on Prime, so they could be a little raunchier than they were allowed to be on Canadian TV. Yeah, that's what I heard. You know, halfway through the first episode, there's dicks and... I'm in. I mean, that's what TV is these days, right? But yeah, you, you get to see Dave Foley and Kevin McDonald's real actual wieners. Um, now, is the entire cast back? The entire cast is back, yeah. That's yep. awesome. Are they doing any um, any plays on old sketches? Like, because they, they have, have, like, do they have the bass player? Uh, I haven't seen him yet. Okay. Um, they do, do have the squishing your head guy. Okay, good. Yeah, because I, I was doing that while you were talking. Uh, I I'm crushing your head. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I'm squeezing your face. Was it the great Bellini or whatever's in it? The, uh, you know, the old guy in the towel. Oh yeah. He, he makes research. The, the intro is really cool. Cause it looks like they got like the band back from the original intro, except they're also all old <laughs> and they've got like, you know, the, like, it's just, it's a play on the original intro. Like, you know, like the pregnant lady that's like spinning around in circles with a blank with like a towel over her head or something. I don't in the remember. Intro. Anyway, it has like it's a, been cut, a, few years. a cut of her and then has a cut of her as like an old lady with like big flabby belly doing the same thing. It's, um, it's do they fucking... have a, do they have that one? I can't remember the, I can't remember. Uh, sorry. I can't believe I don't remember the actor's name, but the, but the, the, oh, Scott, um, Scott, I can't remember his name, but. The clearly gay one. Yes. Um, do they have the one the where he's like in the smoking jacket and smoking like on stage and is like, and then I met this guy yes. over at the. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Yep. That that was. Uh, I, what was I, his name? The character's name. And he was, he, he had like the bar, he like hung out at the bar and stuff. But yes, I haven't seen the chicken lady yet. What about the, um, like the beatnik? Um, no, I haven't seen the beatnik oh, yet. Okay. But like they're, they're, they're sprinkling them in there. They got new characters. Uh, they're. They're doing the same old, you know, dresses mm-hmm. as as women and, you know, like the just the standard, yeah. you know, kids in the hall, you know, a, a very and Monty Python. Exactly. And a, it's a very British sensibility. Straight up absurdism. Yeah. Like, and they do it well. And it is, uh, it's fucking beautiful. I, I enjoyed it so much. I'm stoked to go back and watch some more. It, it's, it's fun to have new kids in the hall and have it still hold up. Yeah. Awesome. That's a great recommendation. And I don't think Angelina gives a shit about kids in the hall, so I can watch it without her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And because of the penises, don't watch it with kids. Like, it's got pe- masturbation jokes, and I mean, it's got all kinds of stuff that uh, it's definitely not kid appropriate. Okay. Though, I didn't know that going into it. And, like, my daughter was sitting there watching the first episode with us, and uh, penises. Yeah, like actual wieners. Like, like I mean, yeah. jokes and stuff, whatever. She's she's going into high school now. Like, yeah. I, you know, bad language and like, you know, raunchy jokes, whatever. But but yeah, yeah. Actual dicks. Sitting next to your father on the couch when there are two real human penises flopping around on the screen. It wasn't as awkward for me as it was for her, I'm sure. <laughs> and she ended up uh, leaving the room after that sketch was over and uh, not watching anymore with us. Yeah, I mean, and it, and it seems even a little more awkward than like, if you were a kid watching a movie with your dads and like boobs pop on the screen, you're, you know, you're like, oh, this is weird, but this is something we're both into, you know, it's boobs and we're dudes. But, uh, yeah, you're sitting there with, with your daughter and some ding dongs pop up. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's, huh. I mean, she's 14. I don't know. Like, it's very likely that might be the uh, first 
actual <laughs> penis she's ever seen. I, I don't. I don't even <laughs> want to think about that. Oh I've, no, I've known her since she was born. I mean, she's got she's got the internet on her phone. So I mean, yeah, uh, but but I mean, like wieners still just aren't that prevalent outside of like comedy. Yeah, well, because I mean, dicks dicks can be used for comedic measure pretty well. Like, yeah, they, they are funny looking well, and, things, and they're they're also they're still shocking. You know, in yeah. in in movies, like like it's still pushing the boundaries because we've seen boobs in movies for forever. Oh yeah, but but like you know, like it's it's still kind of taboo. So and and like also, you know, when when we were her age, even in in the uh, the infancy of the internet, we were looking up nudity. You know, we oh, wanted yeah. to see nude women, but like. I don't know, this may be sexist of me, but I don't feel like, like teenage girls are going on the internet to look at dude nudity. I don't know dude if they nudity? have to. Like, I think like dick pics are such a thing that, uh, Oh geez. They're just sending them to each other. Oh, weird. Gross. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go talk to her after this yeah, let's episode. Go. Let's figure <laughs> out. <laughs> if Haley, she... We need to figure out everything you know about <laughs> penises. <laughs> oh, this episode went weird. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you folks for coming out. We already did business. Um, so we're going to skip right to some, uh, reviews. <laughs> yeah. We've got a, we've got a new episode, uh, rating and review and uh, here we have a voicemail. Yeah. We're fucking big dicking it tonight. Um, so I want to end on voicemail cause, cause that's always fun to, uh, to hear, but we got a, uh, a review on, uh, the moon Knight episode from Jen McQuaid. Thank you so much. Um, it's a five star review. That's my favorite kind. Yes. Um, that's the most stars we can have. It says, I've never read any of the comics, so I appreciated the in-depth discussion before uh, hopping into the Disney Plus stuff. As someone new to the character, I also got to about episode four and then just wanted it to be over. I think I, or I think I even enjoyed Hawkeye more. Great discussion, gents. <laughs> oh, well, I hope we didn't ruin Moon Knight for her if she listened to our episode before watching the show. <laughs> I can't say for sure, but I think... Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure where this is coming from, but, but at least the, uh, the profile picture appears to be a dude. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know the proper pronouns. So fuck, I don't even know. Now it's even more awkward. Um, but whatever. Anyway, I hope we didn't ruin Moon Knight for you, Jen. Yes. Um, yes. But thank you so much for the episode rating and review. Um, we love it. We love it. Keep them coming guys and gals and otherwise. And uh, speaking of things that we love, voicemails. Yeah. Uh, yeah, here we go. Let's play this. Have you heard it yet? Nope. All right, Ben, don't let John hear this until after he's seen the Obi-Wan Kenobi part one. Okay, I've seen but it. But why the fuck do we need the Leia story going on during this? This is Obi-Wan show. No one cares about Leia. Baby Leia. Baby Leia with all her missing teeth. <laughs> this is driving me insane. It's so stupid. I swear to God, if it continues through this entire show, I'm done after episode three. I hope you guys feel the same way. I have a feeling he's done after episode three then, because she does not go away. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, he said after episode three. So uh, as long as she just doesn't show up again, uh, we're <laughs> we're good. Um yeah, so stay tuned uh, in in just a few short moments. You'll you'll get to hear all of uh, what we have to say about Obi Wan. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because that happens in the future. <laughs> yeah, I know. Weird. <laughs> we already did it, but it hasn't happened yet. Is it Joey again? I think and it was Joey. It's the same number. Yeah, I think it was Joey. Son of a bitch! Why do I not recognize his voice? That's so bizarre to me. Like I know this man, and like, can I hear it again real quick? 
Are you sure that's from the same number? Same phone number. Yep. Wow, that sounds less like Joey than than uh. Probably because Obi Wan broke his spirit and he doesn't have uh, just doesn't have the the zest for life that he had before. Wow. All right. Well, thank you for uh, for calling in again. We appreciate it. And uh, and yeah, like I said, you'll 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 hear about it in just a second. I mean, since it's about to happen, like I don't have a, a necessarily have a problem with, with Leia getting kidnapped and him having to go save her because he needs a reason to leave Tatooine. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to see Obi Wan hanging out on Tatooine watching Luke through binoculars the whole time. Binoculars. Binoculars. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, I, I I don't mind that story existing so much, giving him a reason to leave. But uh, yeah, as you'll hear us talk about in a moment, her character and. Uh, how freaking irritating she is. Yeah, she sucks. Is a bit much. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't get over butt binoculars. Um, all right, we already did business, so let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, uh, enjoy uh, our talk about Obi-Wan, and uh, we'll see you next week, where we are uh, going to be um, joined by Cody Smith, um, our buddy over at A1 Comics. He's going to come out, and we're going to do some jamming, and then we're going to talk Teen Titans. So if there is anything you want to uh, chime in about with uh, Teen Titans or Young Justice, you know, basically the uh, the DC sidekick young heroes uh, milieu. Does that work? Yeah, there we go. Ooh. That's, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Ooh, you got excited. You're, I think you're <laughs> blushing. Um, yeah, do it. Call us, uh, write us, and we'll... Uh, we will be talking at you next week, but you you have to you have to make it uh, so so uh, you talk to us. Yeah, you got to talk at us first. Yeah, but I guess on to uh, Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm caught up. We're up to episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine if uh, you haven't seen it, we're probably get, we're about to talk about it. So uh, you know, there's time codes in the uh, in the show notes. Feel free to skip ahead if you don't want to hear about Obi Wan. So what do you think? I think overall I'm enjoying it. You know, the first two episodes that they released were exactly what I expected them to be. You know, a lot, yeah. a lot of setup, a lot of getting you into the world. You're not going to see any crazy lightsaber fights right away. Yeah, um, Obi-Wan's on Tatooine. He's watching after Luke. Something happens. People need his help. Yeah. yeah. Episode three, I, I, I also enjoyed. What? <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you laughing at my, my like... Trying to figure out exactly how to put it. Yes, because this isn't something that I that I want to shit on. I'm enjoying it, but but it's not it's not turbo exciting yet. I think episode three was fun because we I mean we got to see Darth Vader. Yeah, and and he was a pretty solid fucking Darth Vader. I loved that like your first like you see him like talking and walking around like on Mustafar and mm-hmm. shit. It's like okay, yeah, that's him. But then like when he comes like onto the scene, uh, he's just straight up killing people, trying to draw obi-wan out he's breaking people's necks and throwing them against walls and force choking them and he's just like yeah i'm gonna walk down this street killing everybody until until obi-wan comes out to try and stop me because he'll do that yeah it was it was weird seeing darth vader just strolling through a town yeah i think it, it, it was it was bizarre to me because i'm i've i've only ever seen him on like spaceships and shit and it's like oh weird he's just like walking through the dirt yeah, he's Darth Vader wa- doesn't walk in dirt. He's gonna have to wash his cape. Yeah, <laughs> and you know we got a little bit of fighting between the two of them, which was uh, which was cool. Yeah, but what what was with that getaway at the end? Uh, what was with the the getaway overall? I mean, I am also enjoying it. Yes, and 
I think the the first two episodes I enjoyed a lot. I mean, I, they were solid setup, getting the story moving. Yeah, perfectly fine with it. The third episode is it. it, it my Disney radar started pinging and causing concerns um, because everything is uh, everything stops making sense for some reason. Like the like people start acting in ridiculous ways, and I just I like I find myself like like why are you doing that? Like talking to the TV, being like, "What, what the fuck is going on here? Why is this a thing?" You know, when he's on the when he's on like the transport with the stormtroopers, and they say they're there, they're out looking for a Jedi. Is is that the only instruction they got? It's like, hey guys, keep an eye out for a Jedi, would you? They're not gonna like send a picture along with some names. Yeah, I mean. He's also walking around with a little girl who happens to be a the, senator's daughter. The same age as the other kidnapped. guys walking around with. And uh, he's totally dressed like a Jedi. He could at least, like, put some non-cloak-like clothes on, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, it's just like the the amount of disbelief you are asked to suspend in these things. Because they watch, oh, there's stormtroopers here. That's going to build some tension. And then he talks his way out of it. But it's like they don't seem to concern themselves with consistency or things making sense uh like at the like at the end you know when they've got the the lady like shoots the stormtrooper and relights the fire between darth vader and obi-wan and that loader droid comes out and like starts dragging him away darth vader's like looks at him and is like well shit there's fire i guess i've got to go home now that what the fuck is going on here yeah like they are in a giant expanse of desert and, like, Vader himself had just lit a little fire between them so he could drag Obi-Wan in and hurt him a little bit. It, it's, 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 like, 30 feet wide. Like, why the fuck is that stopping Vader and the, and the, uh, no. the stormtroopers from stopping these three people from getting Obi-Wan to safety? It, it, was, it was so insane to me. Yeah. I'm like, the, the, and, and the fire itself is, like, 10 feet long? I don't know. He's a fucking robot. He's a robot and he has the force. Yeah, like, you just he, walk through it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he could literally, I mean, it'd burn his cape a little bit, but I bet he's got spares. Yeah. He could just, or he could just force pick up Obi-Wan and bring him over, because clearly he can do that. He just did it. Yeah. Uh, he, he could He could force push some sand into the fire and put it out. A million things he could do, but he's just like, nope, I guess I'm... I've been after this guy. He's the only thing that matters. I don't care about anything else. I need to get him... Well, I guess I'll do it later. Like, it's yeah. just like. the I've been searching for him for 10 years. Yes. It's just like, what the. Yeah. Like, it's 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 the same thing I had with, with Book of Boba Fett. And, and honestly, a lot of Marvel or, or not Marvel, um, Disney produced stuff is like they have these set piece things that they want to go to and from. And they don't really give a shit about characters or motivation or, you know, it's just it's logic. A, yeah. Here's the thing that gets us to the next thing. And they don't like think like, well, does that make sense? They're just like, fuck it. It's cool. Yeah. Like like when when he when he stops and fights all the storm, you know, he gets to like that checkpoint and the and the star nosed mole guy. Yeah. Seth Rogen. Oh, was it? I didn't even notice. What? I don't know. I'm you wait. What? You didn't hear Seth Rogen's voice? No, I don't give a shit about Seth Rogen's <laughs> voice. So weird. How do you not notice that it's Seth Rogen's voice? It was clearly a mole guy. Like you know, <laughs> Seth Rogen's not a mole guy. I don't give a shit. <laughs> He's got such a distinctive voice. Well, he wasn't. Com- he wasn't talking about pot or complaining about people on Twitter. So I guess I didn't recognize his voice. <laughs> so bonkers to me. All right, sorry. But yeah, he gets there, and you know, just. 
shoots shoots them all, which you know, whatever. He's a Jedi, he could pull that shit off. And then he he like runs up and he's like, Oh no, this barrier's still on there. You're like, dude, walk around it. Mm-hmm. There's it's like I can see the end of it right there. And so like my my brain is like, all right, he's gonna pull the truck through there. And then he gets he shoots it and like walks through it. And they're like, what the what the fuck is your plan? And then why are you getting down on the ground for these three stormtroopers? Like it pulled up and like my my literal out loud comment was when they, they started running off and he like put his hands up. I was like, oh no, three more stormtroopers. Is is this now a threat? Like I don't yeah. understand it. It's like, oh well, they needed them there so that she could but you know, betray them and realize that she's one of the allies. But it's like just put a little bit of thought into your characters and the consistency of the situation. Like it's this is great for five year olds who are like, Well, that's fun. They shot the stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, like I said, <laughs> We're I'm, enjoying this. I am I'm enjoying it, but it's <laughs> but it's uh it, they're making it hard for me. Yeah. And you know, it like I said with the Book of Bofa thing, like I I Star Wars isn't made for me or or thinking adults that want a meaningful, consistent plot anymore. It's made for family fun time with space wizards. It's it's made for come to Star Wars land at Disneyland. Yeah, like hey, remember this thing? You could pay a hundred dollars and take a picture with it. <laughs> it's uh, I don't. I, I mean, so yes, I am enjoying it, but the the last episode, which should have been really cool, because it had a Darth Vader Obi Wan fight in it, kind yeah. of. And I wasn't really expecting that to happen, and it, and it, it was it was kind of weird how slow it was. No, and I didn't I, like. Okay, so I guess it, speaking of characters, I'm not really sure what's going on with Obi Wan in this show. Uh, does he just like not have the Force really anymore? Is he on there like? Does he have the Force flu? Where no, I think I think he I think he shut himself off from it for ten years. So he's so he just he hasn't. Uh, Why would he do that? Maybe to, I mean, I I don't know if this makes sense to to the Star Wars universe, but I could see an explanation being like, because if he cuts himself off from using the Force, then it may make it more difficult for Force sensitive people to sense him. I guess, but like in like in the beginning of it, he's trying to contact Qui Gon Jinn. Oh, and like remember because at the end oh, of shit, <laughs> oh yeah. shit, because <laughs> like at the end of uh, was episode three, remember Yoda's like, "Yo, I'll teach you this technique yeah. so that you can talk to Qui Gon and like you know the Jedi's past." Mm-hmm. You know, and at some point between now and A New Hope, he learns how to become a Force. Like he's obviously well, you know, Liam Neeson's gonna show up at the at the end of the last episode. No, but I mean, like, but in like the the normal narrative between episode three and four. He becomes a more powerful Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how 10 years into that is he now almost not a Jedi? And he's just, he's not using, he's not using the, like, I just don't get it. Like, wh- why well, do they have to, we- like, this isn't a video game. You don't have to, like, take away all of Simon Belmont's <laughs> stuff at the beginning, beginning of it so that he can climb back up. It's like, they didn't know what the hero's journey was when they made the sequel trilogy. Why is it all of a sudden important now? With a character we've already seen go through that, we already know who he is. Well, maybe maybe it's just like like a like a muscle you don't use, you know, like, that he hasn't used the force in that way in such a long time that that it's just sort of atrophied a little bit. So he had to try really hard to, you know, I mean, maybe using the force in in like a in like a soulful, you know, trying to contact somebody is different than trying to use it to like move a rock or catch a kid. 
So it was just difficult for him to do it. I guess it's never really been an issue before. And well, we've never really seen and the, these circumstances. Also, why would he let the force atrophy? I mean, I guess trying to avoid detection is a decent reason, but like his job is literally to protect Luke. And so like if Darth Vader figured out where Luke was and came down, what's his fucking plan to throw a hunk of fish at him? Stop making me enjoy Star Wars less. <laughs> I mean, just, Fuck I, off. I don't, I don't, like, I wanted to see Obi-Wan be b- badass Obi-Wan still. Like, why do you always got to break people down and, and fuck it? Like, why is he running? He stays back. Like, he's like, go ahead, escape. Like, all right, cool. He's going to fucking walk out there and be like, Vader, s- stop it with the killing of the people, you fucking piece of shit. No, it, what, I don't know what his plan was just to, to run away. Because that's what he did. He Like, he went out there and he was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that sure is Darth Vader. And then like runs away and then he's like, yo, let's fight. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm going to keep running away. Yeah, just to distract him. To get him away from Leia, which I'm I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't want to spend any more time bitching about this show. <laughs> um, but that kid sucks. That kid sucks so much. I don't know why. The writing is also terrible. They're writing her oh. like like a fucking adult. Like using like adult Earth expressions, which I can't fucking stand in Star Wars, and she's awful. Well, she didn't say, and like, this is pod racing at least. But I Yet. bet if she did, she would sound just like Jake Lloyd. Well, the writing in general, the, or the dialogue. I mean, and George Lucas was no master of mm-hmm. fucking dialogue either. So you know, I'll, let me preface it with that. But like Darth Vader literally says, "You should have killed me while you had the chance." Oh my goodness. There was, there was that one, and there was one other line that yeah. I can't remember what it was anymore, where I said it in my head before they said it. Yep. And it's like, holy cliche, guys. Like, at least say something like, you know, the, you know the, your, your, mer- your lack of will to, to kill me is, you know, is, is the weakness that has doomed the Jedi or some shit. Yeah. Something that ties it in and isn't just a, just a straight up cliche fucking line. Yeah. Um, now you'll now you will pay for your uh, mercy mystic. or yeah. something. Yeah, some <laughs> shit like that. I mean, well, no, no, no. I, I was trying to come up with a cl- uh, cliche oh, or yes. you know, something cheese ball. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, that will yeah, be but, the last mistake you ever make. But Leia is uh, super annoying. Like I don't know, like she's supposed to be someone that we like, right? Yeah. I, there, that's not coming across. No, and I mean. I thought it was cool at first that that we that we get, that we're getting to see Alderaan and we're getting to see yeah. uh, the Organas and and uh, and young Leia because we I wasn't expecting any of that. And what's interesting is even though I don't really like the the prequels much, it is cool to see that tie. You know, like, like it, yeah, it, 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 it was fun for me. Well, and I like I liked I liked her at the beginning. Like she's strong willed. She doesn't necessarily listen. She's got her own mind. She's independent. I like all those things. Those yeah. things are all very Leia. Like the scene where she uh fucking puts her cousin in his place yeah like i was like yeah fuck yeah all right yeah that's absolutely leia like she's intuitive she's smart she's independent great but then she's just an irritating snarky little shit who can somehow outrun adults everything yeah it that that was nuts to me and and i'm sorry i can't get past flea being uh (laughs) being in the show no it took me a minute to realize it was like that's flea isn't it uh, no one else looks that heroined and is still in a TV show. Yeah, yeah, that that takes me out of it. Same way that like Amy Sedaris or Bill Burr does. I, I it's weird to me. Oh, Amy Sedaris's character, I just can't fucking stand. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, but I'm enjoying the show. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, and just other than like little in, like inconsistencies in shows and things that don't make logical sense drive me nuts. That's why I can't watch a lot of the shows my wife watches. Because and she doesn't want to watch them with me because I'll sit there and be like, that's fucking stupid. No one would do that. Or why didn't they just do this thing? It's way smarter than that. Or, you know, that that's where my brain goes. Like, I want my uh, protagonists to at least have a few brain cells between their ears. And when they act completely stupidly, it just takes me out of it. Yeah, I get that. And Disney just does that a lot because it's it gets to the next big plot point and the next big set piece. Uh, like, like at the end of the, of the episode, th- the third episode, where somehow, what was her name? Sister three, third sister? Yeah. Is at the ship where Leia was running to? Like, how the hell did she get there? Like, she finds the entrance. She's like, oh, look, there's a secret passage that Leia has literally been running down this whole time. And when Leia gets to the end, she's there? How would she know where it went? It was secret. Oh, yeah. Other than... Oh, this is the twist. I was really hoping... Le- Stop making me think about Star Wars. Star Wars is not for thinking. <laughs> yeah, nothing... <laughs> Disney doesn't want you to think about anything. It just wants you to turn your brain off and enjoy. Yeah. But the... Uh, well, I mean, I was really hoping she'd get there and the guy would be like, oh, great, let's go. And he'd fly her back to Alderaan and we'd have the next three episodes without her. Yeah, and, and you know, they, <laughs> they kept on referring to that person as like, we have a pilot there. And I was like, oh, who's this pilot going to be? It's somebody we know. You know, somebody, somebody from the Star Wars universe. And it's like, oh no, this person's dead. They don't matter. Yeah. It could have been Wedge. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. Alden Ehrenreich <laughs> as Han Solo. It could, it that that been, might be a little weird since they end up together later on. It could have been, uh, you know, Sergeant Akbar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, for a section, shit, you know? Or section, for a second, I, I did picture that, that, that dude from from uh, the end of Jedi that's got that weird oh, like yeah, flap face. Yeah, that's always the mustache. Wet and snotty and yeah. gross. Um Yeah. Can I make a request? Can we do what we normally do with with spoilers and can we put this at the end? I think this is a long chunk, and I think like I know I probably wouldn't check time codes to skip a chunk. And I don't think we're I don't think the episode will be hurt at all by it. Because it's what we've done in the past. When we're spoiling something. Yes. Thank you. Fucks the segue up, but sure, John. (laughs) Your fucking segue. All right, bye. Bye. Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor in chief of the Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky, from video games to anime, DD, board games, comics, and more. Since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. 
Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere.